0: To be able to fly and soar above uh, this hundred choir and the orchestra, them looking up at me and me looking down at them, <laughs> it's very, very moving. And I, I know it was moving for the audience, but also for the artists that are performing to it.
1: Hi. Welcome to season two of the Arts Access Florida podcast. I'm your host, Malika Hollis. Each episode, we amplify the voices of the diverse art nonprofit organizations in our community. Conversations, community, and connection is right here on the Arts Access Florida podcast. Support for Arts Access Florida comes from Community Foundation Tampa Bay championing philanthropy, encouraging and connecting givers to bring lasting good, investing in education and economic mobility. Learn more at cftampabay.org. That's cftampabay.org. On today's episode, we speak with Joseph Calkins, Artistic Director and Maestro of the Key Chorale Orchestra, and Dolly Jacobs, founder and vice president of Circus Arts Conservatory on their upcoming unique show, Cirque des Voix, Circus of the Voices. It combines live singing and music and professional circus artists in one brilliant show you don't want to miss. In this episode, we not only discuss this beautiful collaboration, but their organizations and their continued efforts to provide education and outreach to the community through art. We hope you enjoy this episode. Dolly and Joseph, thank you so much for joining us today on the Arts Texas Florida podcast. Would you mind introducing yourselves to our audience? Um, Joseph, you can go first.
2: Sure, my name is Joseph Hawkins, and I'm the artistic director of Key Corral, which is the Suncoast Premier Symphonic Chorus, and I've been uh, 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 the artistic director there for 15 years. And um, we are one of those organizations, a lot like Circus Arts Conservatory, where we were created really to showcase incredible art and performing, but yet um, I think our heart and passion is with education and community outreach. And I think you'll find out that both of our organizations really have a heart for that, but yet our bread and butter is putting together amazing performances.
0: And Dolly? Hi, I'm Dolly Jacobs, the co-founder and vice president of the Circus Arts Conservatory. And... um, Circus has been my life. I have uh, born and raised here in Sarasota, but my father was um, a very famous clown with ringling for over 60 years, and uh, I didn't follow in his footsteps, um, but I did take to the air, and um, just happy to be able to continue um, my history and the legacy of circus uh, to our community where I grew up. Awesome, well, we're really excited
1: to have members from Key Corral and the Circus Arts Conservatory here with us today. So Joseph, um, the Key Corral's vision statement is, it's a Suncoast community that engages and enriches by the power of music and outreach. Why do you think this combination of outreach and music is so important?
2: Well, I think it goes to um, uh, our mission statement, which is that de- we're dedicated to transforming lives through innovative programming, artistic excellence, educational outreach and service to the community. And I think um, years ago uh, we were really focused on the performance aspect of what we what we do. And a number of years ago, we kind of turned that paradigm on its on its head and said, what if uh, instead of the performances being the most important thing we do, what if those performances were the celebration of the music and mission that we deliver each and every week? And so we really started focusing on what can we do in the community? What can we do with education that's really going to use music as a tool to really change lives, to make a difference in our community? And so we do that for through a variety of ways through the community. Our Our two biggest outreach choirs are one is called the off key chorale and that is uh, for um, those living with Parkinson's and their caregivers and uh, that is in collaboration with and in partnership with the Neurochallenge Foundation and we've been doing that choir for I think since 2012 and it's amazing how much um, being able to sing and knowing how to sing well whether you're a singer or not helps those uh, those living with Parkinson's so it's a really powerful program And um, kind of alongside of that, we said, you know, what if we could do a choir that's like this that could have uh, a real uh, enrichment for people um, dealing with Alzheimer's, dementia, memory care? Um, So we have a choir that we started a few years ago, right before the pandemic, called uh, Where Are My Keys Chorale, uh, which they named, (laughs) which I I think is a good name, because I know I'm always wondering where my keys are, and I know they are as well. But it's just... (laughs) It's a way of, of of taking music and really making a difference. And so um, at least Alzheimer's dementia and memory loss, it's a uh, it's one of those areas where music is one of the last uh, areas of the mind that's affected. So you know we can go in and deliver a program that's really, Um, fun and engaging for them, but we're able to uh, bring a lot of joy to them, which is really uh, good, and it's just an enriching experience for um, both those afflicted with Alzheimer's dementia, but also their care partners.
1: Wow, I love that. So Dolly, the Cirque des Voix, Circus of the Voices, is filled with professional circus artists, but also at the Circus Arts Conservatory, you as well are more than just a circus. You do a lot of outreach. Um, Do you mind telling us about that?
0: Happy to. Our uh, outreach programs are, um, first and foremost, the Sailor Circus, which has been in existence for over 72 years. Mm -hmm. And it really passes on the art of circus to the youth in our community. And it teaches them not only uh, the art of circus and performing, but it also gives them life lessons of working together and trusting and uh, self-discipline and confidence. And, and the list goes on and on. Um, very proud of that program. And I actually myself was part of it as a young child. Um, we also have our uh, outreach programs, which go into the Laughter Unlimited or Humor Therapy, goes into nursing homes. Not right at the moment because of the situation, but normally goes into nursing homes and uh, retirement centers and with the art of circus uh, enhances the lives and then our uh, educational program which I'm really proud of we have a magnet program that is the only in the nation that you can receive credit for circus training and we work together with Sarasota High School for that and we're very proud of it we also have a circus machine which is the Rue Goldberg uh, idea and it uses All fifth graders from Sarasota and Manatee County, over 3,000 kids get involved and put together this uh, apparatuses that knock over and go up a rope. And there's actually circus and uh, children, the, the, uh, the kids in our Sailor Circus program are part of it. So they're up on the high wire or they're juggling. Fifth graders make this happen. And so then at the end of it, they have a big program. And they're all in the audience and get to see it uh, come to life. Awesome.
1: Thank you. And thank you both for sharing. You have so much going on at your both of your organizations that there's so much for people to get involved in. So I wanted to talk about your upcoming event, Cirque des Voix, Circus of the Voices. This is a unique show combining live singing and music by the orchestra and circus artists. To the both of you, Could you let us know how this partnership began and would you describe this event to us?
2: So the great joy was working with Pedro Reis, who is the co-founder of the Circus Arts Conservatory and also the CEO of the Circus Arts Conservatory. And we've done um, this show Cirque du Voix for uh, more than a decade and we're starting our next decade with this show. Um, But it was interesting. Uh, We had a a close friend who was our executive director, uh, Richard Storm, who knew uh, both Pedro and myself and he kept on bugging me and he said, you know, we need to do something with a circus. And I I thought to him, I thought to myself, that's the really dumbest idea I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. And I said, why, why would a choir want to do something with a circus? I said, it doesn't make any sense. So I, I did my best to keep uh, putting off the meeting forever and ever and ever. <laughs> and finally, it was uh, to the point where um, I had to take the meeting. So I remember going over to the old offices uh, and Richard uh, introduced me to Pedro. And I don't, I didn't really know why we were there. I don't know if Pedro did either, but um, you know, what's really amazing about Richard is Richard knew if you put these two guys in a room long enough, something amazing is going to happen. And I think in about a half an hour, um, Pedro and I had come up with the idea, the concept, the name. Um, and uh, you know, it was just two people that really headed off. We've, you know, we're, we're wonderful friends. And um, I think we have the unique, um, he has a lot of musical skill. Um, so that really helps when we start to decide about music and acts and all of those things and vice versa. So it's just a, um, but it was really one of those things where I came uh, um, kicking and screaming. And uh, I remember one time uh, Pedro says, Joseph, how long has it been since you've been to the circus? And I said, I think I was seven. He said, you should really come to the circus and see what's going on. And I remember that year I went to see uh, Circus Sarasota, which um, is a performing, uh, professional performing arts of the Circus Arts Conservatory. And um, what I remembered as nostalgia circus was just not this. I just remembered being blown away by the the, the drama of it, the energy of it, um, the entertainment value, all of those things. And so kind of what I remembered as a child of the circus was nothing that I was witnessing then. And then when I saw that, I went, I see how this can work because now that I know Kind of what's going on in the circus world now. I can see how you pair that with a hundred voices and a forty-piece orchestra. How the energy and excitement can be really thrilling, and that um, you know. So it's just it's it's thankful to Richard Storm who said, you know, I'm not going to take no for an answer. We need to get you guys talking, and and uh, Pedro and I have been uh, scheming ever since.
0: It's just amazing to be able to uh, to work together with Key Corral, and and I'm fortunate enough to say that I too flew um, in front of the choir. And it was, I have to say in my career, because I've been, uh, not anymore, but I've I've flown all over the world. And that's one of the highlights of my career, I have to say, um, to be able to fly and soar above uh, this hundred choir and the orchestra, um, them looking up at me and me looking down at them. <laughs> Uh it's, it's very, very moving and I, I know it was moving for the audience, but also for the artists that are performing to it. it's just incredible.
2: Yeah it's hard to, it's hard to um, it's hard to really put a price tag on how amazing it is for the circus arts performers um, to be able to perform with live music. It just brings another element of their art form and their the drama to it. and it's the yeah. same with the, the instrumentalist and the singers um, being in that venue and seeing Dolly fly by us and being part of that experience elevates the music. And I think it's, you know, it's the, the fusion of these two art forms coming together. And what's great is it, is it, it makes each of our art forms better because of the combination.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the pieces of music that Joe picks too, are just spot on for, for each act that performs. And, uh, for me, as a, as an aerialist, uh, music is what uh, brought my emotion out, and um, nothing can replace that that emotion that you have when you're flying. Um, but the music that you perform to is uh, brings every bit of talent and uh, emotion out of you. And and like I said, you know the the music that with them not only. You know, the orchestra, but the the voices was just um, incredible, just incredible. While you're enjoying this episode of Arts Access Florida, we want to tell you about another podcast we think you'll like. The Zest is WUSF's podcast about food in Florida. We explore food history, chat with award-winning chefs, and more. Listen at thezestpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I'm curious about your rehearsal process. Um, You pick the music and you work with the orchestra. When do you get to work with the other circus artists? Do you guys have like a week where you practice together? Or I was just curious how that works.
2: Well, actually, I think the real the real matchmaking process happens, you know, probably a year in advance. While Peter Race and I um, kind of decide, you know, what are the acts? Um, that we really want to feature what are the disciplines and the circus arts we want to feature in the show what are some of the music and so generally um, when we meet Pedro comes with a a short list of some of his favorite performers I come with a short list of some of the music that I think would fit really well and then we start the uh, process of matchmaking of just kind of saying well I you know I see this act this looks like it would fit well with this and so um, you know there are times where an act is so fantastic um, and just so special that uh, I go and I try to find music that matches it. And if I don't find it, you know, we'll arrange it or customize it to fit that act. A lot of times um, we'll have a piece of music that works really well with the act. And then we send that to the um, circus artists and then they kind of uh, reshape their act a little bit to fit the music. Um, and I think um, Dolly could probably explain to that process, but you know, you're kind of given this set of music and then you have to take your act and figure out how does it um, work with this music
0: absolutely um that's what we did and you know there's uh, all the artists you know you have crescendos and certain you're usually your act uh the music fits directly with your act so that when there's a, a crescendo you know that's when you're doing a certain part of your act and uh so that's exactly what we do we uh we get a tape of the music and we're able to rehearse and perform to it and uh, so that it it fits perfectly joe wasn't there a piece of music written for me
2: there was we had we commissioned a piece called arise uh, which is a good example of this. Uh, Arise was by Ola Yelo, And uh, when uh, the Circus Artists, uh Conservatory was invited to be part of the Smithsonian Folklife Festival in 2017, uh, we brought Cirque du Voix along with that. And we wanted to write something really special for Dali because Dali was a, a newly uh, NA, NEA award uh, uh, award winner, and we wanted to kind of feature her in something very um, unique, and so we commissioned a composer to write this, and you kind of say, okay, you know, a, an average act is about around six minutes for circus arts. This is kind of what we are looking for, and then we get the piece, and you go, hmm, that's not exactly what we were thinking, um, but that's where um, Dolly and Pedro and uh, really kind of looked at this piece and said, well, how can we make this work with the music? So I think Dolly had quite a challenge, but it was one of the one of the great memories of of uh Cirque du Voix history if there is such a thing.
0: Absolutely. And there was also another one that I worked to was walking on the air.
2: Oh beautiful.
0: Oh just mm-hmm. gorgeous.
2: And uh you know Dolly does walk in the air better than anyone else. So it, it was, <laughs> apropos and and so when the the circus starts, uh you know we all kind of work independently and then we come together for two rehearsals to put on the show so it's uh you know it's really the I I, I like uh Cirque du Bois liken a little bit to ballet I do a lot of ballet conducting and the the key with ballet conducting is making sure that the music is the same tempo that they've been used to that you have a sensitivity to what they're doing their act so if you have to stretch and and give breath you can do that but it's You know, it's really important that when we come to those first rehearsals together with the orchestra, chorus, and artists, that um, what they're hearing is very similar to what they've been rehearsing. So, um, you know, we only have a couple times to pull that together. So it's a lot that happens in two rehearsals and and kind of a it's a busy production week. But I think what really works well is that like ballet, um, as Dolly was saying, you know every little nuance of the music is represented by what the artist is doing and that's where this integration of the music and the and the act that they're performing really becomes powerful
0: there was a wonderful uh piece in the in the cirque du Voix of a couple of years you've done it joe if you remember when we had a clown act working and and all the choir put on noses and right the, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it was part Kind of part of the act it was it was just really wonderful
2: I, my, my our choir is always thrilled that every year they get a they get a runoff and join the circus and if you can put on a <laughs> clown nose even better
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do you hope it does for the community and outreach in your area
0: oh if if I might say I I just hope that uh, it reaches more and more people throughout our area because it's um, when you see live performance and you see something that you've never seen before, I think it's enriching. It opens the horizon of what, you know, what can be done and just the collaboration. uh, People wouldn't expect that, like Joe said, you wouldn't expect circus with, with choir and it, and it, it works perfectly and, and the sky's the limit. So I, I personally, I hope that more and more people are able to see it and be moved by it.
2: Yeah, and I think uh coming out of this uh dealing with this pandemic, uh, you know, it's been several years since we've been able to present this show. And it is a it's a huge endeavor, but um I think it's just it's just this fusion is so dynamic, it's so powerful. And I think after having so many months of people being away from live performance, um this is kind of like the creme de the creme of live performance. It's so exciting, it's engaging, um, it's thrilling, it's entertaining. Um, and I think uh, you know, being able to do that and and see this show after so many months of 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 kind of isolation, I think we're we're ready for this kind of a show, and and we're calling it the next decade of wonder. And uh, you know, we're looking forward to the next decade, and we know that uh, um, this show, you know, if you've seen it once or you've seen it every single time, every show is different, but the. But what really makes the show amazing is the energy and the drama and the power of the combination that really lifts our audience and i think it's going to put a smile on their face and put them on the edge of their seat for the entire show so on with the show
1: you can see cirque de voix march 18th through the 20th thank you to dolly and joseph again for being guests on the arts access florida podcast but before we go i want to share something really exciting that also happened during our interview our sound engineer Scott Walkler ended up having a surprising connection to Dolly's father. Listen here,
2: Dolly. I have a quick question for you. You said your father was a famous clown. Yes. Was your dad's name Lou? Yes. Okay, so I have a I have a a memory of
0: meeting your dad once. Is that um, right? Yeah. So my um my mother
2: worked for Madison Square Garden when I was young, and she used to get us tickets to the circus every year. And I don't know if you remember, but they used to have a thing where they pick kids out of the crowd. Absolutely. Yep. And I got to be one of those kids once. And your dad was there with the little dog I think he had. Is that right?
0: Mm, knucklehead. Yeah. yeah. Knucklehead.
2: <laughs> and I got an autographed picture with him and got to shake his hand and all that kind of stuff. It was a big moment oh. in my life as a kid. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what a small world. You know, he was on the show for over 60 years.
2: And really? I was there yeah.
0: myself for 14 years. I'm so glad that you remember him. You know, as years go by, you know, it's hard to, uh, to keep an image alive. And I'm so glad that you have that wonderful memory.
1: We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Arts Access Florida podcast. You can find more information on today's guests in the show notes. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Arts Access Florida or go to our website, artsaccessflorida.org to get access to the arts. That's arts, axisf Our show is a product of WUSF Public Media and made possible by our sponsors, Community Foundation Tampa Bay and Gopioff Foundation. A special thanks to our editor, Scott Walkler, and many more who make this show possible. Copyright 2022, WUSF Public Media.